this Elman Wall Tax Team podcast, part of a series of podcasts helping you understand a little more about aspects of UK tax. This episode, to help employers, looks at business expense payments and benefits in kind, and how these are reported on Forms P11D to HMRC. This episode features Hilary Vick and Russell Eisen. I've received a letter from HMRC asking me to complete a P11D, which also has a payslip attached. Is there anything in, I need to do, and more importantly, anything I need to pay? You will not be alone in having received this letter. After 5th of April, HMRC send these letters out to nearly all employers. Although there is a legal obligation for these forms to be completed, generally this is one of the most misunderstood of all tax forms, and hence many employers deal with this incorrectly. In fact, there are two separate forms which need to be completed. The P11D is the actual form which records for each employee what expense payments have been made to them and additionally what benefits in kind they have received. The second form is the P11DB. This is the employer's declaration form and is what is signed or filed online together with the P11Ds to say that all relevant P11Ds have been prepared. The deadline for this P11DB is the 6th of July following each end of tax year and HMRC will charge a penalty of £100 for every month that this form is late. In addition, if the P11Ds are incorrectly completed, there could be a further penalty if this leads to an error in the resultant national insurance being paid. You therefore need to take great care when dealing with these forms, as they can be quite complex, and before you say that they cannot possibly be relevant to you, remember that potentially any employer needs to prepare a P11D for each employee who earns at a rate of more than £8,500 per annum, and also directors. Okay, so there are benefits in kind to be reported and also expenses. What sort of expenses do I need to report? When you pay your employees, for example, normal wages and salaries, this pays tax via payroll. However, expenses aren't. Hence, what HMRC are seeking to ensure is that any additional funds you give your employees are reported to them so that these expenses can be taxed if they need to be. It's not even just a case of what cash expenses you give someone. For example... Expenses also cover the use of a company credit card. Essentially, it includes any means by which you put additional money at an employee's disposal. Although many employers will only pay expenses if they are for business purposes, it remains the legal obligation, in the absence of a P11D dispensation, to record all types of expenses paid on this form. It is a very separate matter, and indeed in theory then up to each employee, to send HMRC a specific claim stating these expenses have been paid purely for business purposes and thus they should not be taxed on them. Employees very often, however, take the attitude that as they only pay business expenses, there shouldn't be any tax at stake and so they won't bother to prepare these P11D forms. Strictly, this is not correct and following this route could lead to a penalty being charged. There are lots of different types of expenses that can be paid and many have their own particular rules. For example, mileage expenses... If you pay your employees for using their car, this can be a taxable expense unless what you pay is in accordance with HMRC limits. Also, travel and subsistence costs. This can cover things like train fares to a customer site, meals and overnight accommodation as appropriate. However, there can be great difficulty in determining whether such a trip falls within HMRC's permitted definition of business travel or not in in which case the expense will actually be taxable. So as an example, like, can I pay for my employees' telephones? Telephones are an area that causes many problems. At one end of the scale, if, as an employer, 
you give an employee a mobile phone, even a smartphone, there are no tax implications on the employee, even if they never use it for business purposes. At the other end of the scale is where you reimburse mobile phone or landline costs of an employee. Not only is there a difficulty in demonstrating there is no private use element being reimbursed, due to the way most contracts give certain call time free, and this private element is taxable, but there can also be a national insurance issue if the contracts are in the name of the employee. What about if I give my employee a £100 advance for a foreign trip? HMRC have the attitude that anything that is given in advance, such as this £100, could be classed as a round sum allowance and is thus taxable. If you must give an advance to employees, as opposed to reimbursing them, you need to ensure whilst away they collect all receipts for payments out of the £100 and on their return they give you back any unspent amount. If there are any objections, simply remind them that if they don't help you comply with these requirements, they'll be taxed on the amount, so it's in their interest to help. When it comes to expenses, HMRC will also be interested in accounting systems associated with their payment. For example, are all expense claims evidenced by some sort of receipt and are all expense claims being signed off as being independently checked? Can we talk about benefits in kind now? What needs to go onto the P11Ds? To give you some idea of the scale of P11D reporting, based on the last statistics released by HMRC for the year ended 5th April 2011, the total value of benefits in kind provided to employees was around £7.4 billion and benefits were given to around 3.7 million employees. The most popular benefit in kind was the provision of some sort of private medical or dental plan. This accounted for something approaching two-thirds of all benefits. After that, company cars are still popular, and then the balance is split between lots of small categories of items. When you look at the P11D, the form is broken down into two very rough categories. Those benefits in kind that have specific rules to determine their value and those benefits in kind which perhaps are a little more general in nature. So, for example, the specific benefits in kind include company cars and whether fuel is also provided, loans to employees, living accommodation, relocation benefits, whereas the more general benefits include assets given to employees, vouchers given to employees, or general payments made on behalf of employees. Just to pick up on a couple of these benefits. Firstly, company cars. It used to be the case that company cars, other than for an employee doing very high business mileage, were not worth the resultant tax cost. This still remains the case for many. However, increasingly there are now fuel-efficient vehicles which mean, in the right circumstances, a company car may be beneficial to both you as an employer and yourself as a director, as well as other employees. As the tax you pay is directly related to the CO2 emissions, this is something you should always consider when looking at company cars. Also, it needs to be remembered that company vans are taxed at a rate far less than company cars. This partly explains the continued demand for hybrid vans, particularly the double cab pickups, which give the inside feel of a car with the tax efficiency of a van. Secondly, just a word on employee loans. The rules changed on 6th of April 2014 and many employee loans, for example those associated with the purchase of travel season tickets, should now be exempt. This is because the exempt limit has now doubled to £10,000. In addition, HMRC's deemed interest rate is only 3.25%, 
so company loans in the right circumstances can be of a real benefit to employees. So what is the value that needs to be reported on the PLMDs? Aside from items which have their own special rules, like cars and loans, the basic position is that the value is the cash equivalent of the benefit provided. Normally, this will be the VAT-inclusive cost, even if you as a business can recover the VAT element. This value is then reduced pound for pound if your employee makes any contribution towards the benefit provided. One quirk of these rules is that if you are providing a shared benefit in some manner, for example where a tour operator provides a cheap holiday to an employee, you can look at the marginal cost of what is being provided and this will normally be far less than the straight cost as above. You mentioned at the start that there is some tax to pay. What is this? How benefits are taxed can be split into two different elements. Firstly is how employees are taxed and this may also be in one of two ways. Either the P11D details will be duplicated on a self-assessment tax return and income tax will be paid in conjunction with that. Alternatively, HMRC will amend an employee's notice of coding so that the income tax associated with the benefit in kind will be collected over a full year by direct deductions from gross pay. Secondly, whilst employees have an income tax liability, employers also need to account for national insurance. In particular, this is Class 1A national insurance and is calculated at a rate of 13.8% on most of the benefits provided. This NIC needs to be paid over by the 19th of July, or in the case of electronic payments, 22nd of July, following the end of the tax year. And there is interest charged for any late payments, and indeed penalties can also be levied if not paid on time. I'm not sure this is necessarily good for staff morale. Are you saying that if I give someone a gift, then potentially HMRC will tax them on this? Is there nothing I can do? There is something called a PAYE Settlement Agreement, PSA for short. This is designed to allow the employer to settle tax on behalf of the employees for certain types of benefits and expenses, mainly those that fall into one of three types of categories. Firstly, minor items, like a one-off gift. Secondly, irregular items, for example, annual staff events, including the Christmas party, where the average cost exceeds £150 per head. Below this level, no benefit arises. Thirdly, items that it's otherwise impractical to operate PAYE on, for example, where something is shared between a number of employees. The PSA is an annual one-off contract between you as an employer and HMRC, and needs to be signed by both parties. This can be put in place at any time up to 6th of July following the end of the tax year. Once the agreement is in place, then you need to send the calculation details to HMRC and then pay any tax and Class 1B national insurance by the 19th of October. Whilst this sounds a good way of dealing with such benefits, as an employer you need to keep in mind that you are paying the employee's tax for them, as well as the national insurance, so that this can become quite expensive. The actual cost will depend on your employee's circumstances, but overall, this could end up you costing in excess of 50% of the actual benefit cost. All this seems like a huge amount of paperwork. Can this be reduced in any way? I mentioned earlier, especially when you're looking at expenses, you only need to complete a P11D if you don't have a dispensation. A dispensation is essentially a formal agreement from HMRC that accepts what you are paying employees is only genuine business expenses and hence there is no national insurance or tax that can arise from this.
This being the case, for the items shown on the dispensation, then you don't need to record these on the P11Ds. HMRC will normally grant a dispensation for things like business travel, business entertaining and professional subscriptions. You can apply online for a dispensation, do a search for P11DX. However, be aware, sometimes applying for a dispensation could lead to HMRC paying you a visit to carry out an employer compliance review. Therefore, before applying, you should make sure you have all your necessary systems in place and being used. Great, thanks. That's been very useful. However, is there any way I can find out more? Have a look at the HMRC website. From the homepage, they have a section which deals with all aspects of expenses and benefits in kind. Alternatively, drop me an email at info at Thank you for listening.